hey, welcome back to Purple Souls Podcast, hosted by me, Cassie Whitworth. And me, April Newman. Um, today, we are going to kind of start out by talking about our week. Um, I have been doing lashes since uh, August, uh, two Augusts ago. So this August will be two years um, that I started doing lashes. And I love it. It's my therapy. And I've always wanted to just quit my job and do lashes full time. But I have not got the opportunity yet um, until now. So <laughs> this last week, um, I quit my job, y'all. And I did, I'm lashing full time. Um, I just was not for me. I was so tired of working for other people and so tired of making other people successful when I can make myself successful. So... My message to you today is do it. If you know you can do it, do it. Um, once once you get that golden opportunity and you take it and you go out on a limb, um, things start happening for y'all. It really does. So I'm grateful, thankful. April helps me promote my lashes all the time. Um, my small town girls, Word of mouth is the best advertisement, so shout out to all my clients. Um, I love each and every one of y'all, and really thank you for supporting me and my family. Uh, I'm going to let April start and tell you about her week. <laughs> well, I haven't done much. Uh, all I know is I'll be ripping up my kitchen soon, so that'll be non-exciting, but exciting at the same time. Right. You can put um, it back how you want it. <laughs> yes, and we're moving the piggies to another side of the yard, so that'll be less mud trucking in the house for me, yep. by me and the children. A.K.A. So nice. less stress. Yeah, well, yeah, but they're going to be near my bedroom window, and Wilbur knows where I sleep. Oh. So he'll be like, breakfast, brunch, lunch. Y'all, those pigs <laughs> are children, I'm telling y'all. Other than that, I haven't had a good week, you know. I mean, it's been all right, I guess, but she's been at home cleaning. Not the eventful like you, like breaking out and having my own business alone. <laughs> That's wonderful. It's coming, y'all. It's coming. Her nails are freaking gorgeous. Um, well, uh, we hope that everybody has had a great week. Um, it is Friday for y'all, so happy Friday to everybody. Um, we just want to say that our last episode was kind of like everywhere, but... Um, we're back strong this time, and we, we want to kind of dive into some more personal topics, but we want to say that we really appreciate um, everybody for listening to our last episode. We enjoyed it, even though we were nervous, and I literally said 2020 was our year, and obviously you all knew I meant 2022. Um, so anyways, let me rephrase that. 2022 is our year. We're claiming it. We're speaking it into existence. We're making a lot of things happen this year. Um, one of those being this podcast, thanks to you all. So again, thank you very much for all of your listens. And also, don't forget to subscribe to us. It helps out. Yes, and we definitely want to thank uh, the few subscribers we had that reached out to us. Um, about how they enjoyed our podcast and uh, hopefully we'll be able to help them and other people in the future and maybe you guys can help us as well. That's definitely a full circle situation, I think, and we'll probably end up talking about addiction today and how that affects you not just as a child but even into your adulthood, especially when you're attempting to get your life stabilized. Um, it makes things hard, don't you think? Yes, for sure. Um, like you all already know, um, my, both of my parents were, were drug addicts and it really affected me as a child more than, more than one way, you know, um, you have that sense of, um, almost like when, when you're a child and you just want that love so bad, but it's just kind of not there because they're not there, you know? Uh, it really affects you. Um, lots of broken promises, lots of burned bridge, lots of stereotyping from friends and, and outside people that don't know anything about you. Um, so if that's happening to you, we're there for you. We're here for you. I feel for you. 
I've been there myself. It's not easy, but my advice to you is take some deep breaths. It's a disease. They're going to care that care about that more because it is a disease and they're addicted. Um, keep your head up. Be strong. It's going to be okay. You know, at, at, at this point, I'm like, they'll pull through it or they won't. You know, some people pull through it for years and years and years and don't ever touch it again. Some people pull through it temporarily and fall right back off. You never know. So I'm here for you if that is going on in your life. Um, and like I said, you can always reach out to us. My parents weren't into addiction. They're more mental health, but I did have addiction in the home. Uh, stemming from childhood I think that that's a lot of things people don't think about because we're adults now and some people are still in active addiction uh, but before there was pain management clinics doctors were putting 10 year olds that had nerve pain and stuff on oxycotton and stuff mm -hmm. like that and there was no real monitoring and then when you become an adult and your health care goes away whether you had uh, health care through your parents or state the doctors just kick you off of it like your body's not been dependent on that for eight, nine years. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really hard. And it's hard for us who are not in addiction to be able to relate to our family members that are. So yep. if you're out there and you have struggled like this, maybe you can reach out to us and help us understand them better if you've come through it. You know, how did you feel then? How can we help them? How can they help themselves? You know, it's hard for us to understand when we haven't been on that side of things to know how they really feel. Because to us, we kind of feel like maybe they don't love us or how could they? Because we don't never see them or they just don't show it the way we do. But as someone like me, who is a little cold, off-putting, you know, when it comes to people, some people would think that I'm not as loving as I feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. Uh so how do you guys feel on the inside? Maybe we can understand our parents and relatives better. We want to have relationships with them. We want to love them. We just don't know how yet. Yeah. And I think that's a something maybe we can all get from this podcast is some help. We need help from you too, you know? Yeah. We, we need you just as much as hopefully you would need us, and maybe we'll be able to help you. It's just hard. I don't know how people are doing it these days before the pain management clinics mm -hmm. when they put you on the medicine and they monitored you and now most of those children that started off like that are at suboxone clinics or buying off the street and they have children of their own and they're trying to heal and grow and when do we look at that mm -hmm. when do we stop building suboxone clinics and start building family units where yeah. they can all be together so they don't have to be homeless and ripped apart that's ridiculous yeah because Cause then it weighs on mental health, and then yes. you go down that, you know, crazy. Mental health and addiction coexist. Yes. It just is what it is. You're looking for something that you can't get naturally anymore, and that's why most people go to that. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't focus on the family unit enough. We're too divided. Everything's supposedly easier if you're not together. You know, yeah. who needs that? But we do need that. We need the families to stay together so they feel supported even when they don't know how to support themselves because mm -hmm. sometimes you'll just be living in the dark yep. and you'll just be running yourself straight into that wall and everybody can see it but you don't see it because you're you and mm -hmm. you're used to living that way or maybe that's just how I see it how do you see it no I'm same way here and also you know if you're not careful then you will carry that on into other aspects in your life also um, say you know you meet a friend and you're like mm, you know you have that negative mentality from this childhood that you experienced of just wanting to be loved and needed and then just not being there you know I like I said was raised by my grandparents so my grandpa my grandmother was like a mother to me always but she wasn't my mother you know she there's nothing like a mother's love and when you lack that as a child and father too you know um my father he's been there you know he's always been in my life but he hasn't always been there you know uh in and out of drug or in and out of jail all the time went to prison for year after year after year i had to watch my grandmother struggle you know um i've watched her give her last dime i've watched her 
you know, grieve about it, uh, pray about it. Uh, if there's one thing that has came out of all this addiction, it's made her closer to God. I can tell you all that. Um, and she, you know, to this day is at ease. I lost my grand grandpa back in January, uh, or back on the 14th. I say it like it's been forever ago. It was hard for me, y'all. It really was. And just to think the, that sh the amount of worry and stress and the unnecessary causes that other people have caused her due to addiction, it makes me cringe, y'all. It makes me so angry. It makes me resentful. Um, and I've learned personally that if you keep allowing this to get to you, it will affect your mental health. So you really have to just take a step back sometimes and say, I'm doing too much and I need to rest because I've had to say that recently. Um, my anxiety went through the roof. Um, I've experienced a, a few anxiety attacks since I've lost uh, my grandfather. Um, and it's been rough. It really has. My husband's been terrified. You know, he's watching me all the time and I just feel like I can't get comfortable. Um, but anyways, back to the subject, you really just don't know what you're going to do to your family if you choose that path. So a word of advice to our young listeners, don't do it. Don't put your family through it. Don't put your sister, your brother, your mom, your dad through it. Just don't do it. You can say, no, it is not that hard. Um, I can literally sit here and 100% tell you I've never touched a hardcore drug, ever. And I can also tell you it's from my past experience. That's made me the mother that I am. That's made me the, the stern believer in not doing those drugs. Um, I don't even touch alcohol, you know. I'll have a drink every now and then. I'll have a good night every now and then. But you will never be able to label me as an addict. But, again, to April's point, a lot of times these doctors are doing it, you know. So, a word of advice to the mothers. Don't put your children on that medication. They're not going to be able to get off of it and, and just live their lives happily in a blink of an eye. You know, it takes weaning. It takes process. Um and all of those medications help your, I mean, it, it affects you mentally as well, you know, so Their be careful. literally developed on uh, a brain-altering substance. Yeah. I, I don't see how they could ever be as right as they would be if they had never had it mm -hmm. before because they're, you know, I mean, you know, I even have a family member that was on it before uh, puberty. Uh -huh. I mean, can you imagine the effects that, that you would go through being on a substance like that, especially like a high pain killer like Oxycontin and taking that and when you're 10 years old and you haven't even right. hit puberty yet and then going through puberty on something that's already altered your brain? Right. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and then we just ditch them when they're 18. We just ditch them. Yep. They're somebody else's problem. Their own, right? Mm -hmm. That's not fair. Mm-mm. And I didn't even go through that, and I can see that that's wrong. Yeah, and how expensive this healthcare is. You yes, know? and All you make twelve dollars an hour, and it's it's too much to provide you state insurance. You know, this world's crazy, y'all. It really is. Yes, but uh, we're also not any medical professionals or doctors or have any degrees or anything like that. Uh, so sometimes, you know, your child does need a medication like that. That's pretty out there or is a little more advanced for their age and that's when you've really got to watch that doctor like you have to become super hands-on and make sure that you've went through everything first and I know that it's hard to watch your babies cry and it's hard to watch your young children be in pain and discomfort but just remember this is so fleeting just to find the right thing compared to the rest of their lives that they're going to struggle with mm -hmm. you know we have to watch that so hard because we don't know when addiction is going to pop in Every doctor told my relative they were not addicted. Everyone. Mm -hmm. And then when they got thrown off that insurance and they were an adult and they were trying to live their life, just had a baby, things like that, your pain doesn't just go away if you have a chronic pain. Mm 
you know so what do you do as an adult your body goes through withdrawals and this is not some little withdrawal this is a man-made drug your body's gonna have chills these things could kill you you Mm -hmm. could throw up have seizures Mm -hmm. you know things like that and your brain's already been altered you've been used to living one way for so many years and then your whole life changes because now you're out on your own and you have no medication and you're in pain and you're going through withdrawals and you don't know you're going through withdrawals because the doctor says you're fine Mm-hmm. Then you start making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You start stealing. You start thieving. You start losing your family. You start losing yourself. You start getting other friends that do things like that because you're lonely mm-hmm. and they relate to you and they also reinforce that bad behavior that you have. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it's been five years and you're like, where am I? Where is my life? And y'all, let's not forget how addiction affects other aspects in your life also. Like, for instance, my parents, you know, I love them to death, and I'm not talking bad about either one of them, but I have the right to explain my life on here, and that's what I'm doing. So when I say it affects other aspects of your life, I'm talking about children, family, relationships, you know, it affects just every aspect of your life. And say, okay, so both of my parents, actually, um, they've both been in and out of relationships constantly, all their lives. And so they'd meet somebody new, you know, and I got to the point where I just didn't want to have anything to do with them, you know, like, I don't I tell myself, like, I don't even want to be introduced. You know, I don't want nothing to do with none of that. Like, you grow cold shoulders when you go through things like that. And it affects your personal relationship also. You know, you start dating somebody new and you're like, it's just another person going to screw me over. Watch, you know, that that negativity grows on you. And until you learn how to let that go, you're not going to be able to move on. And I think I explained that in our first episode. Also, you really have to get to the point where you can let that stuff go, because it will weigh you down mentally so bad where you'll never be able to have a steady relationship. And you don't want to live life like that. That's too difficult. And um You want genuine relationships. You want a loving husband. You want your kids to love you. You don't want your kids to grow up and resent you, you know? There's not... There's not too many good memories that I have with my parents. And I say that with honesty. And, you know, I'm not here to hurt either one of their feelings. It's just what's real. And uh, I, I... I don't want to live like that with my kids. You know, if there's one thing my mother has taught me in life, it's how to be a good mother because I'm mothering the exact opposite of what she ever has. And that's just how it is. You know, that's where I've came out of it. That's where I've pulled myself up to, you know, I'm building a solid foundation for my children. I'm here for them. I will never feed them BS, you know. They're going to know they can call mama. They're going to know mama's always going to be here, you know, through everything. The sickness, the hurt, the relationship losses, the job losses, house losses. I'm going to be here for my kids. Over my dead body will anybody keep me from my kids. And I grew that mentality from my childhood. Yes, my grandparents were always there for me. Yes, they raised me. Yes, they did a wonderful job. Yes, I had a mother and father figure. But did I have a mother and father? No. It was a come and go situation. Did I have to go for five and six hours taken out of a full weekend day to go visit my dad behind glass? Yes. Don't put your children through that. You know, so before before you ever think about picking up a drug, think about your future. Also, think about the lives you're going to hurt behind yours and stop being so selfish. And and if you have somebody in your family like that, 
um, I'm sorry that you're going through that. Like I said, I'm here for you all. So. Yeah, just listen to her. I think, uh, I know you can hear. So if you are a parent like that, that's okay. As long as you've realized it's never too late to make, retry to make that relationship with your children. It's never too late to come back in their lives, no matter what age they are. You can, can't take away what has happened. You can't erase those other memories. But all that matters is right now anyway. So just give them a call. Text them. Go home to your children. Mm-hmm. Be there for them. Even if you can't physically go home, make some place that can be their home so they know they always have a safe place within you. I grew up with both my parents, so I have no idea what it's like to want for that, you know? My parents loved too much, if anything. They never let me do anything. So I don't get that. I just, you know, I've never had to experience that myself. So if you're doing that, please just be there for them. They need you more than anything. That scares me. You know, I'm a a self-shamer. So, like, my favorite TV shows, Hoarders, Gotta Keep That House Clean, My (laughs) 600-Pound Life, I Love to Eat, and uh, Campaign Will Take It Away Because You Don't Pay Them Bills, They Coming For It. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) sometimes it just takes a little uh, self-discipline, and that is the hardest thing to do. Yes, it really is. It just is. But if you can just, every single day, say you're going to be better, Remind yourself once a day about your children and what you plan to do to see them again one day or try to re-involve yourself in their lives or even their children's lives because that can mean so much too. It's never too late anywhere. So just just be there. Just think about it. Even if you can't be there, just hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, Remember what they've said. And don't think they'll always not like you. But remember, the bridge is not broken. There's just some really big holes in there right now. So mm-hmm. if they're not accepting towards your apologies or towards your trying to come back in their life, try to look at it from their standpoint of they still have so much hurt and pain and maybe they don't even understand why right now. So it takes time. Just give them some space and reach out again. Give them some space and reach out again. It's never not worth trying. They're your children. Mm-hmm. You know, your child came from you. And another important thing is don't become victim in everything you do. You know, don't play pity party. Don't play, oh, it's all about me and it's all about my problems. Because I've experienced that my entire life also. Oh, poor me, poor me. I can't pay my bills. You know, I I lost my job. Uh, It's never, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help you? You know, it's all, you know, it, and it, that is another thing that, that I struggle with also, you know, when people like make themselves victim, it's kind of like, but are you though? Because there's so many more people out there that's going through something so much harder than what you are. Or I have that mentality of, well, you've done it to yourself, you know, and sometimes I really have to pull myself out of that because I, when it, when it comes to people doing stuff that they put themselves into, it is so hard for me to think, I still love them. I still care about them. You know, I still want to have a relationship with them. I still want to be there. It is so hard for me to do that because I'm like, you know, you did it to yourself. I don't want no part in it. Bye. So another difficult thing that I wanted to talk about also was trying to find that happy medium in your own family. And then that side of the family that's a part of addiction or, you know, any kind of mental... um, wellness or or, or mental health issues that they're going with um, is so my kids you know and I'm I'm like okay well I mean they know they're grandparents but do they want to have anything to do with them not really do they ask about them much not really you know Um, so when my grandparents when something happens to them my kids are really not going to have anybody. And I don't like that. You know, I really don't. Um, because my parents, their entire lives, they've chose nothing but drugs and alcohol. Well, now they have zero. My mom's in jail right now. 
and she's probably looking at, I don't know, eight to 10 years, maybe up to 14 years. Bye-bye. There goes that relationship. You know, by the time she gets out, my kids are going to be grown. So it's like, when does it end? You know, when, when does that end? When do people stop being stupid? Do you really have to lose everything and, and look at 10 to, to, to 14 years or whatever in prison to wake up? Like, is that really what it's going to take your entire life being washed down the drain where you have zero relationships with anybody in your family because you chose to sell drugs? You know, wake up, people. Stop doing stupid stuff and think about your children and your family and the long-term effect. Have a little care, you know. Have some self-discipline. Don't pity party. Just keep your head up. Stay strong. Say no. Do the right thing. Be there for your children. If you're going to create children, be there for them. You know, that goes, that goes for the, the people out there at younger ages having children, you know, not married. Hey, I'm not knocking you. I was one of them. But take care of your children. Take care of them. This March, like next month, will be two years since my children's father has seen them. Think it's affected him very much? No. Because he doesn't care. So don't be out here spitting out children if you can't care about them, to take care of them. You know, do what you have to do as a parent. Don't involve addictions. Don't do not do that. You know, if you have something that you're struggling with as far as your mental health, there is help out there. You know, I'm going through it right now with my my anxiety and trying to handle life itself and and everything that's happened and losses and all you know it's okay I feel better already reach out to somebody even if you're you're not about the medications you know reach out to a counselor somebody will help you and your life will be so much better and so much easier and you'll have better relationships and just a better mentality all around don't you agree I do and I think it's uh, hard, isn't it? Yes. Uh, accountability. Yes. To have the strength to say, oh, man, I sure screwed that one up. Uh-huh. Because once you admit that, then you got to fix it or at least try. And that's the hardest part, right? To try because that means you have to do something. That means you have to get out of that funk. Mm-hmm. You've got to actually get out of the bed, move your feet forward, walk down the hall, get your butt in the shower get outside, do something, find something, make yourself better so you can repair those relationships. If you don't fix yourself, you can't help someone else. And sometimes just helping them is showing them that you're there and that it's all going to be okay and that past stuff is over to the best of your knowledge because everybody messes up. Everybody relapses. Everybody has a, a uh-oh moment or super, super, super hard time that comes upon them. Mm-hmm. Never really goes away. Addiction's always there. Always. It just depends on if you're in active addiction or if you're in recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you can admit that, that you'll always be in recovery, well, then I'll be danged if you ain't already halfway to the end of your race. And I, I've noticed also that a lot of times it happens when, like, people slip fall off the wagon or whatever the quote is when something hard in life happens you know like a job loss or a Mm -hmm. relationship loss mainly um i've seen a lot of people fall off the wagon that way so you know you gotta embrace those life occurrences life's life and things are gonna happen you know it's pretty hard but i mean once your family's already exhausted all their options or they feel because, you know, we don't know how other people feel, just like they don't know how we feel. Mm-hmm. So once our family has exhausted all their options of attempting to help us when we weren't ready for the help, then when we're ready, we have to go, I know it's going to be a hard road to win these people back, but I got to show them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start by walking my own two feet forward and showing them that I've got my own stuff under control. And then 
when Christmas pops along, I may show up with even a $5 gift because I have $5 this year and I'm bringing my grandbaby something or I'm bringing my daughter or son something or your mother. Say you haven't seen your mother in a while, you know, because, you know, you're in addiction or you're having some mental health things or you just slipped off the wagon of life. I mean, can't that happen? Isn't that the same thing? Yep. You know, just show up. Even yeah. without that gift, stop by the Dollar Tree. No big deal. Yeah. And even no gift at all. Just show up if they haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, be Just present. Just the fact that you're there and everyone's in a good mood and having a good time, even though we don't always feel in a good mood. Uh, sometimes we can fake it. It's, it's not hard to be a little selfless mm-hmm. uh, for others to fake a smile every once in a while because... Isn't that what they do anyways? They just fake it till they make it. Pretty so much, yeah. just start faking that smile and eventually it'll be real because your body will just respond to it naturally. Yep. You know, I think it's uh, really all we can do is just try. And when we don't try, when we just sit there or lay in the bed or sit on the couch and just feel sorry for ourselves, which is so easy to do, and not because we're uh, bad people or we're lazy people, that's addiction and mental health coexist. Uh, just like if we allow our housework to lax, boy, does that affect your mental health. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gosh, your house yes. is dirty and you can't clean it because no joke, sometimes just bending over is just mentally exhausting. You're tired of the repetitiveness. Your children ain't helping because they're young. That's just what happens sometimes. Or they don't clean how you want it to be. Get all the dishes in the sink. Pile them around the sink. If your dish, If your sink is full, take all that junk on your floor with your foot and scoot everything against the wall. The illusion of clean sometimes can be the best thing. Mm -hmm. And then just be a little motivated. Every time you walk past that wall or you walk past your little pile of something per room, even if it is per room, take a second and just grab something. Mm -hmm. Because every day that you grab something is another day you've been cleaning. Then you can go to bed and you can have your moments of, because that's when I struggle the most, when I lay down in bed at night and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about all the things I did not do during the day. Yeah. Uh, you can't stop then you'll be able to be like you know i didn't i did do that i picked that up i got that laundry done and i'm going to do more tomorrow and Mm -hmm. you'll have a much better night's sleep or well i'm hoping that'll happen to me (laughs) (laughs) well we'll see tune in the next episode (laughs) (laughs) um she ocd don't 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 be over here listening to her she ocd um i walk in all the time and she's done kept my son for me and She's done washed the dishes, and I have a dishwasher, y'all. You got to just throw it in there, but she hand washes them anyways. I'm not trying to get used to doing something I can't do at my own home. <laughs> but she'll have the the forks, the spoons, everything, like, categorized with each other and laid perfectly <laughs> straight beside looks, each other. Right, right. She's OCD, that's why. It looks, like, it looks like it's supposed to look like that, in order, normal. Wouldn't you see that at Walmart? Wouldn't you want all the right size forks to be in one pile and then all those other forks to be in the other? <laughs> not really. Just throw them in there. <laughs> I'd be mad if I had to look through the forks at Walmart and pick my own. <laughs> um, well, enough little gloomy doomy of the day. Um, so we we just wanted to share kind of like like we all we've already said we more of a real life perspective. We're not perfect people. We just want people to be able to relate to things with us grow with us be our family and uh, we're so excited to be here so again we appreciate everybody I just want to throw that in there one more time just because I'm excited this is our second episode and it's so much better like <laughs> we're not stumbling over our words too much and so nervous yes yes like that I'm uh 31 uh, I know <laughs> I'm 28 I just got married in June oh no <laughs> But we hope everybody uh, is having a great new year so far. Um, It's been kind of rough for us so far, but we're getting through it. Um, We've both uh, embraced a lot already in the first month. Ain't even up just yet. But But we did it. We have faced every weird obstacle this month to get this podcast out. And literally came down to the last minute middle of the night didn't even leave here till after her husband was supposed to be in bed sorry cody i know you had to chill on the couch for a while (laughs) my bad i know you had work the next day we literally did everything we could to get this podcast out even my sister's tires blew on her car in another state when i was supposed to be down here recording so but we did everything we could and if we literally could make it by the very last second of the month 
dude, you can do it for anything too then. It's just hard. We really came about half a centimeter to not even making it and giving it up this month and just launching it for the next month. But I'd be danged if we didn't do it. Yeah, we did it. We said January 2022, and here we are. We did. We made it. <laughs> we made it. Of course, I'm not in January no more. I don't know what I'm thinking. But <laughs> anyways, um, we're like this all the time. Doesn't change. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, well, what else we got brewing here? Well, I don't know, but I definitely think that, uh, I think we might talk about some family stuff next time. Be a little peppier, a little happier. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah, we don't want to be gloomy and stuff for y'all all the time, but we just want to share, I mean, we, hey, it is what it is. We haven't had very enjoyable childhoods and lives, yeah. you know, not, I mean, all right, let me rephrase that. I did have an enjoyable childhood, thanks to my grandparents. I'm not, I don't want to make anybody believe I had a, like, a horrible childhood or I was raised wrong or anything, because that's definitely not it. I was raised in a great household, lots of respect, um, and um, two amazing people that was always there for me. I'm just talking about the trauma behind my parents' actions, because today's episode is based off of addiction and what can it what addiction can do to your family and your children and just an encouragement for our younger listeners just not to do it because you don't want those lives so since that was the topic you know I just wanted to throw that in there about what I've been through because it's not easy it is not easy (laughs) so if you have you know a time in your life where you get offered it or you're around it don't do it it's not cool just don't do it it's not worth it and if our younger generation can pull out of that leave it alone I mean people are dying every day of freaking fentanyl overdoses and overdoses and all you know if you can if you're a stranger you can literally take a Narcan was it Narcan yeah Narcan yeah course and carry it with you that I mean, hey, that's great, but what a sad world we live in. That like, it's gotten that bad that yeah. strangers can just get certified to just be like, oh, I think they're overdosing. Yeah, choop, here you go, you're better. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it. don't play a part in that. Don't play a part in There's that. There's a boxing clinics know. on every corner. I can see how they can be assistive, but I also see that they leave a lot of, when you're ready to wean off of it Mm -hmm. and if you're in the state of accountability and you're healing you know you ain't gonna be able to be left up to that right now it'll always be maybe next time or maybe a few more months or maybe a little longer or this happened to me or my job's not going so well or I'm gonna have to move or something something's always gonna be in the way like Mm -hmm. with our podcast something's always gonna try to get you down um, but it feels so much better when you overcome that. Like mm-hmm. when we did the podcast, like as soon as we were done, we were so stressed about it, but we felt amazing afterwards. Yes. Amazing because we did it. We really thought we wasn't going to be able to get it done mm-hmm. when we, we had said we were going to be able to get it done. So that was nice, you know? And I mean, I may not have, uh, I loved my parents, the great parents. I think that the way they raised me was possibly due to their own upbringings if that makes sense. Um, But I do think for our next episode, we will purposely try to, for our mental health, pick out at least two good memories from our childhood and relive them with you guys. Yep. So that we know that there's always light in the dark, always a positive and the negative, but they also coexist. We we lived in a world full of negative that wouldn't be any fun if we lived in a world full of positive it'd be a little overwhelming mm-hmm. for some people you know and i don't just it just has to have balance yeah so i think we're definitely going to talk about some good things that happened in our childhood and then we'll talk about our own families next time and things like that what do you think yeah maybe something that our dingy husbands do or something and we want to share something positive or something more topic related that we've talked about during our episode we want to share some kind of positive quote about that each episode so I'm going to share one that I came across that I like and it spoke volume to me because I've been through it 
but it says, when you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their inner struggle than it ever did with you, you learn grace. Y'all, that's so true. For real. That is so true because I have had to learn. I've, I've had to embrace grace because if I haven't, I'd be in a nut house. I'm not even joking. Some of the, the, the drama and the stress and just the extra of everything that I've been through, not even through my childhood, since I've been 18 and older, just having a kind heart, giving, allowing people to take advantage, showing too strong of love. And to be honest with you, I think that's from my childhood. I'm too giving because I wasn't gave to like that by my parents. You know, again, my grandparents, amazing. Love them to death. They've done a great job. But I didn't have that parent love, that deep connection, that bond with them, you know, and they've always been victim. They've always been the one to call me when they need help. They've been the one that reach out to me when they need advice or, or, or need help with anything, you know. So I've always been on the other side. So I've had to learn the hard way that it's not necessarily them. It's the addiction that they're not letting go of. And you can't help but to blame them because they could have said no. You know, they didn't have to choose that life, but they did. They didn't have to choose you having you and then not raising you, but they did. So sometimes you just have to either suck it up or remove yourself from the situation. You know, sometimes that's best also. If, if there's too much to toxicity in one person, let them go. There's nothing wrong with that either. You know, sometimes you have to protect your mental health. I've learned that also. I've went years without speaking to either one of my parents before. Literally years. And um, it was a smooth two years, not going to lie. Um, that's sad to say, but it's true. And, you know, during those two years, I felt like, or during those years, I felt like... Um, Something happened to where I'll collect a little bit of growth, you know, grew a little. Um, and then finally I was able to let that go, but I did it in my own time. So sometimes you just need time, you know, sometimes you just need a, a, a break and to just uh, collect your marbles, you know, so. Yes, you should never have to buy anyone's love mm -mm. ever. And it does have much more to do with their internal struggles than anything you've done to them. Yep. Don't really understand, like, the demons that they're working with. And then when you start, most people end up on the medications from the doctors. And when they can't get them, they end up on that street stuff. And that street stuff alters your mind to where you literally see shadow people, they call it. I have not experienced that ever. I've never done that. But, uh... Could you imagine what that's like to be sitting in a room with your loved ones and then trying to be completely and utterly normal, but there are things around you, mm -hmm. things no one else can see, but you know they're there? Yeah. We just no got to work on that. Mm -hmm. And we got to work on understanding and understanding ourselves so we know why we're doing that to ourselves, why we're continuously blocking our emotions out. That's all that is. You're only looking for the happy because uh, that's all you're really getting from the drugs anyways is a nice big rush of serotonin, mm -hmm. happiness that you think you can't get without it. And that's because sometimes we've been only feeling anger or sadness, uh, but you got to feel that. Um, you can't only feel the anger. Mm -hmm. You can't only cry. There does have to be happiness. But when we start, our brains start stopping the chemical making of the serotonin or attempting to i'm not a medical professional i don't necessarily know the correct words to be using um the terminology but we replace that with the drugs and that's why we have all the withdrawals and that's why we have the mood changes and the boosts and the fluctuations and how we act and sometimes our loved ones are there and sometimes they're not mm -hmm. because we don't know if they're talking to us now because they're on a high or are they trying to get to a better place. It's confusing for us just as much as it is for you. 
So we just got to learn to understand each other all the way. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm not a very good explainer, guys. <laughs> she is. She is. She just says that. Way more uh, organized with this than I am, to be honest with you. But many more years of mental uh, uh, health issues <laughs> than she has. Luckily, I would not wish that on her ever. She's all right. She's on the path to happiness. <laughs> uh, it took a while to get here, y'all. It really did. Um, we have both been through some pretty rough stuff in life, but we're here. We're growing. I think, honestly, we wouldn't have the friendship that we had without the experiences in life that we've had also. Um we do help each other a lot with pretty much everything and grateful for that. So Yeah, but our relationship is different than like say my relationship with my husband or like a relative. We respect each other mm-hmm. way more than we do like like say, you know, if I went home to Matt I'd, you know, just slap him off the couch, get out of my spot. You know <laughs> <laughs> But if you came and sat in my spot I'd be like, Whatever, I'll find a new seat. <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> no you can big have deal. it. <laughs> We do. We, we, we hold each other, I think, a little accountable, and I'd like to feel like I'm extremely honest. So if I ever felt like I had an issue with Cassie or she had an issue with me, I'd attempt to get ahead of it first, or I feel she would. We'd try to come to each other. Like today, I messaged her something about me being frumpy and her being Mary Poppins, and I didn't know there was a trigger for her. I meant it in a wonderful way. I grew up watching Disney movies, loved them. I didn't have a bunch of, like, super family happiness in my life, so, like, Watched a lot of movies and things like that. Loved Disney movies. So when Mary Poppins was on, she'd always sing that song, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Well, I took that seriously. So if you're always optimistic and you always think of something good in the dark times, that spoonful of sugar helps you really just get through it, you know? (laughs) So I didn't mean to upset her, but I could tell by her text back, she was like, well, you don't have to call me Mary Poppins just because I'm trying to get healthy. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I love that movie. Why would you think I was insulting you? And then she explained it to me, and it made perfect sense. But just that right there alone shows the difference between someone not in addiction and addiction. Right. Even though we're not in addiction, do you see how differently just the words Mary Poppins was for both of us? Mine's a wonderful memory, and hers is not at all. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and share with y'all. Um, Because I know a lot of you are probably wondering, like, what was it? Why did it trigger? Um, No, it's cool. I was going to actually mention that also, but you did it first. Um, I was in a narcissistic relationship uh, for six years. And when I say narcissistic, I mean narcissistic. Like, you're not going to learn what narcissistic is until you've been in that relationship. Um, so anyways, we're, we are going to get into that subject in one of our future episodes. Um, but me being in that narcissistic relationship for so long, that was one of the phrases he uses. He would tell me, uh, you know, that I'm always trying to live a Mary Poppins lifestyle and that, um, you know, and uh, I'm not ever going to have anything and I'm going to end up like my parents and blah, blah, blah. So when I hear little things like that, like Mary Poppins, you know, people don't say that on like a daily basis. But when I hear that, it's like a trigger because it's like, that's all I can think of is his voice saying that, you know, it just runs through my head. And that's another thing of going through like, quote, trauma. It don't matter if it's light trauma, heavy trauma, dark trauma, you know, just a little bit of trauma. Trauma is trauma and it always affects you in some aspect long term. And we just have to learn to deal with it we have to learn to process it and that's why instead of just telling April you know like nothing or just brushing it off or sticking an emoji on there she knew how I really felt and then I opened up to her and explained to her why I felt like that and she was just like okay sorry you know and then she explained her side of it and then it was like okay we're good you know and it wasn't necessarily that like I couldn't stand her for saying that it's just the words alone no matter who says it triggers me because that's all I can think of you know is his stupid voice saying that over and over you know and it's just like oh so it's kind of like mentally like Dehabilitating sometimes when I and hear it was in text message form. Yeah, so there was no voice behind it. And Cassie and I are really big on uh, because we never because we've been in narcissistic relationships. We've been in situations where we can't take. We always will read a message in a negative way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So we send emojis a lot. And of course I didn't send no emoji and I sent that a text message, but I thought Mary Poppins was a good thing. How was I supposed <laughs> to know? I was like, that's a great movie. And then she sent me back an emoji with like a, what are you talking about face? Like a, a neutral, I'm upset, but not upset face. And I was like, if I was insulting you, I'd say your butt was flat or something. You know, I would <laughs> I'd call you Mary Poppins. <laughs> Oh, use but... emojis. It helps people know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah use emojis, y'all. Use you're emojis. not going to be yourself if you don't use the emojis. Something's wrong. Uh, so anyways, we got through that. Um, we're strong. So we're, we're coming up on the closing of our day. And um, I just wanted to say real quick that I appreciate the few people that that has reached out to me personally um, that y'all have listened to us and saying that it really helped you, you know, with the real life perspective. We're thankful. Um, and again, we're going to probably say this every episode, but if you have any episode ideas or if you, you want to be a guest with us, um, reach out. You can DM us, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Purple Souls Podcast. You can uh, subscribe to us, uh, leave us a review on any of your favorite podcast app. Uh, it really helps our rating, so we're, we're still obviously trying to grow. So just share, uh, share our episodes with a friend if you think it's something that may help uh, somebody, you know, something that they may can relate to, share it with them. Um, we appreciate all of the support, and we appreciate the time that you've taken to listen to us. And... Uh, we're still working on that private group, but I think we should call it the Purple Soul Sisters. I like it. You like it? I, I thought so, too. Um, so, anyways, thank you very much. We are going to close for the day. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No. All right. Well, we will see you all next Friday. We hope everybody enjoys their weekend, and thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Uh, don't forget, communication is key. We should all work on that this week. All right, yes. thanks. Bye. Yes. Bye. <laughs>